Hello, and welcome to another edition of Technophobes Anonymous. I'm joking, of course. April Fools. I don't think the statute of limitations is up yet. Well, you know, it's as of recording. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's past midday, but you know, if everyone took their podcasts down and all our April Fools down after midday, then no one could enjoy them. So, yes, this is actually the Unraveling Technology podcast. So, more fool you, dear listener. I'm joined as ever by David Johnson. Hello. I, I feel fooled. <laughs> yes. We all feel quite foolish. I'm Matt Richards. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm brilliant, thank you. You all might remember Matt from our uh, podcast on video games a while back. I'm going to trust that he's as, you know, brushed up on on the weekly tech news and April Fool's as he he was on video games. Well, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to start confident and uh, there's only downhill to go. Yeah, that's it. Start confident (laughs) and taper off. (laughs) How's your week been? Um, it feels like it's been a long week, and it's been a shorter week because of Easter. So, mm. yeah, I'm just generally confused about the day. Mm. Yesterday felt like Friday, even though it was Thursday and should have felt like a Wednesday. I, I don't know what's going on. Just imposter days all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any eggs for Easter? Um, I did, mm. apparently. I've not seen it yet. What? Apparently one got delivered to my parents' house and I need to pick it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people hear that same thing from me when I forget their birthdays. It's like, <laughs> no, it is in the post. You should have got it. It's probably just late. <laughs> Although, you know, in the in the age of Amazon Prime, there's really no excuse. How about you, Matt? Any eggs? Yeah, I got more than normal. Um, really? What's normal? One. <laughs> I, got like, I got like four. And I was like... I guess I'll eat them all. Okay. Um, and now I have like half left and I felt pretty terrible all week. Yeah. Like get home and like, oh, I don't want any more. Oh, it's an egg there. Hello. I'll just <laughs> eat all of that. <laughs> I felt terrible as well, but for a different reason. Uh, my wife bought me an egg, but I didn't buy her one. But, mm, but, but she ate most of it. So in a, in a way it worked itself out. <laughs> Right. It depends if you believe that uh, it's the thought that counts nonsense or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we'd split uh, split the podcast up. We'll talk a, a little bit about some some items from, from tech news. And then we'd talk about some April Fools, some tech April Fools that we've seen. Um, I wonder if we're kind of past the event horizon of April Fools stuff. Because there was a while back, there was a few years when it, when Google would do their thing and it was all kind of interesting and fresh. But a lot of it's quite passe now, and I don't yeah, know. I think, I think people are getting a little bit, you know, you'll say to some people, oh, have you seen any good April Fools? And they'll say, I don't care anymore. It's all the same, <laughs> everyone's trying too hard. Well, I think at the point where you're expecting an April Fools, it sort of defeats the point, doesn't it? Right. Go, yeah. What have Google done this year? As opposed to, Google bring it out, and you go, it's April 1st. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. that's just disappointing. And it's hard to be caught off guard these days with all the mm. run-up leading to it. Everyone going, oh, it's April Fool's yeah. in April. Are you just saying this because we didn't do one this year? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I thought we'd skip a year. <laughs> skip a year so we can really work on next year's. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> yes. We'll have to have to put up with the podcast link, uh, a link to a pod, podcast at April Fool's last year, which was quite good. Mm. In fact, we had Matt. Uh, Matt Lawler, who who sat in on our uh, health and fitness podcast a while back, saying how we'd seen a bit of an uptick in 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 clicks to our our April Fools from last year, which which is yeah. great. 
Because it sounds nice. like people, you know, they're thinking, oh, did do you remember the April Fools from last year with the with the IT technicians? Oh yeah, let me find it, and everyone's gone and had a look. Yeah. Warms my heart, it really does. <laughs> okay, right. So the first thing that I pulled was uh, a little article. Um, which was on uh, UK uh, Business Insider. I'm just going to find the source of it. Uh, yeah, a report from a company called Enders Analysis found that a lot of mobile users are seeing about up to around 70% of their of their monthly data cap being used on adverts. So I just wanted to, to bring this up um because i i know we've discussed adverts and, and ad blocking before and things like that but this is spe- i mean we've, we've talked about it on computers whereas this is more the mobile space hmm. when you're on mobile you've got a very limited potentially mm. quite a limited data cap so mm. stuff that can be an annoyance on on your desktop mm. like flashing banner ads and you know, stuff that auto plays a video and things like that. When you're on a mobile, that can be eating your data and genuinely costing you quite a lot of money. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you remember when adverts used to be fun? Like it'd be, <laughs> see if you can click the duck and then you'll win, <laughs> yeah. win a thousand pounds. Win an iPhone 4. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one game where it was like, hit the bullseye three times and I'd do it twice, but I wouldn't do it the third time because then it wouldn't take me to the site. But I still got those balls. Yeah. <laughs> they were still fun to be had. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, um, I mean, we all have uh, company phones, and along with those phones, we get a is it two gigabyte monthly I data? I think it's cap? one gig yeah. monthly. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, is it one? I get, I, yeah, it's one. <laughs> have you been overspending this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've just been really, really good with it. I can't believe that I'm surviving on one gigabyte a month of data. Mm. We used to have three, and now we have one. We are allowed to go over. Uh, when you say we used to have three, was, cost money. was that when we were on three G, or is that when we first moved to four G? Yes, right. Okay. When we were on three G, we okay. had three gig. Oh right, okay. Which which I never really troubled. Mm. But yeah, moving to four G and having having a cap of one one gigabyte. Not that we're disgruntled or anything. <laughs> just yeah. just uh, you know, just saying for the purposes of this article, yeah. it can be annoying to then have all your. Yeah, if, seven, if 700 hours. megabytes of that is adverts that you don't want to see, mm, yeah. that's a bit of a pain. You've also got the thing of where you go to a page. So I don't, I don't often use the browser on my phone, but when I do, it's because I'm usually sat in front of a video game and I can't get past, I'm stuck at a bit. So I think, fine, I'll Google it on my phone. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll go to a page like IGN and you'll see what you want to see there, a block of text saying, do this. And then it disappears as it's suddenly pushed further and further down the page yeah. by all of the ads that suddenly <laughs> yeah. snap in. So, yeah. Um, on a side note, it seems like these days you just can't get walkthroughs for things. You know, back in the day, you'd find a nice text yeah. walkthrough saying, this is where you go to do this. Now it's all videos. Like, does uh, does game FAQs not still exist? Right? It it's just does. like a text document of... I think it does, but... The kids these days who write those, who have the time to write the walkthroughs and do the research, I think they're more interested in making videos of themselves uh, and showing you. Which is interesting because I would have thought the production values for a video were a lot higher than writing, go to this point, pick up this item. Yeah, you would have thought so. I don't know. Anyway, you're both Android users, aren't you? I am. Mm-hmm. Do you, know, do you have any idea what the ad blocker seems like on Android? So I had a look at this the other day, so I'm thinking, you know, do a bit of research. Surprisingly mm. hard to get ad block. I never really got it to work. Yeah. Um, because one, they took it off the Play Store, 
the uh, there's a um, it used to be the same thing that did uh, there was a Chrome extension still is for ad blocking. Same people did a, a Android ad block. Okay. Um, so I thought oh, I'll look into that. Um, now the only thing you can get on the Play Store is an ad block browser, which if you want to use that, I think it works fine, but didn't seem to have all the features of Chrome. And I was like, nah, I'm sort of stuck mm. in my ways now. I want to use Chrome. Mm. So if you download from their website the the previous version. Um, you've got to like set up a proxy per. It only works on Wi-Fi, and then each oh. Wi-Fi connection you have to go in and set a proxy on that Wi-Fi connection. Useless. So for the at, purposes exactly. Of this this is why I stopped. I thought, well, yeah. if I'm on Wi-Fi, I don't need to monitor what my data is. Yeah. Um, so then I spent a while looking into a, a proxy app that your device needs to be rooted for, and I'm like, oh. So in the end, no, no, it's not a very good scene. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, do you use Chrome on your phone, David? Yes, I do. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, as Matt said, you can't use extensions on it. I don't think. No, I, th- I get the impression that just generally the whole of the mobile, yeah, mobile apps are generally locked down and sandboxed a bit more, so that you know you can't download two different apps and have them talking to each other particularly easily. Yeah, um, Is just that because even that, on Android. Yeah, I think just. Generally, on every mobile platform, that seems to be the way that most people have gone, most mm-hmm. companies have gone, because then it's easier to make things more secure and to, you know, mm. stop you downloading a malicious app that then steals all of your contacts if you haven't given it access to your contacts, things like that. <sighs> Don't know what they do with my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think Apple's done quite well on this one. Um, there's a function on Safari, the Apple browser, which lets you choose content blockers in the settings. So there's one that I found called One Blocker, which I didn't know about actually before I looked into it today. But then you go into your Safari settings and you equip this one, the One Blocker content filter, and it'll take all the ads out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Apple. I mean, yeah. Chrome on Android does have a little thing at the bottom, which is like optimized data, and it. it you turn it on, and then every so often it says, you've saved this amount of data. And like, it saves like 30% of data. I'm not sure what it does. Compresses some stuff or something. Can't you say, you just do that all the time? Yeah, exactly. Why, why, why always you, opt- optimizing? Yeah, you're not on a big screen. I Yeah, just optimize stuff. Do, do, yeah. I don't know why it's an option. <laughs> I want to I say that when we were on T-Mobile, they used to have a sort of network level feature where it would when you requested, say, a site with pictures on, it would compress those pictures before it sent them to you. Hmm. Um, so I wonder if it's doing something hmm. similar, like when it fetches yeah. it, just like, you know, sending you a lower quality picture than the one you actually requested. That, yeah, that would make sense. That'd be the easiest way to go about it, I would have thought. Yeah, that could be it. But then uh, when you block ads, the people always come out of the woodwork saying that, you know, you are you are suffocating the content creators and things like that. But... I think looking at a browser without without some form of ad blocking it can be a bit outrageous mm. sometimes, the amount that's thrown up on that. Mm. One thing I've seen posed as a, a good alternative recently is for people to donate to Patreons. So I haven't really been looking at Patreon before now, but for instance, there's someone, someone whose videos I look at on YouTube called uh, Noah Caldwell Gervais. He does long-form video game analysis stuff. And he's got, I think it's 210 Patreon. Pa- Patrons, 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 yeah, patrons. Okay, patrons. Okay, so the idea is it's like a rolling monthly 
subscription. Mm-hmm. So you say, I'll pledge this month. So, so it's kind of like the people that come to your door asking for direct debits, except they don't come to your door. <laughs> yeah. But it is direct debits. And it's supporting YouTubers instead of uh, yeah, you know, stopping pandas from going extinct. Yeah, absolutely. And if they want to go extinct, you know, who are we to stop them? It's, uh, yeah, he, he's got... Show your like panda politics on this podcast. Mm. Uh, yeah, but he's got 210 subscribers a month, and he gets... Is it about one thousand five hundred dollars? Which isn't bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that he's the more popular end of the of YouTube you know, the, scene. The, yeah, the YouTube spectrum. So maybe that's a way to go. I know that certainly there are some websites now where if you go to them uh, with an ad blocker, they will just display a big full screen thing all over the content saying, mm. you know, turn off your ad blocker. <laughs> You're killing us. <laughs> Or buy an account, mm. and they're offering like premium accounts where you know you pay so much a month, and then you can browse it without adverts. So, yeah, to be honest, every site that I've been to like that that's done that, I've immediately left the site and gone back. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, go oh, just turn adverts on, or just go to another website that probably does the same thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll find my information elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, right. Next article. Did you read the article I sent about the the wrong house being demolished on account of of uh, Google Maps being held accountable? Well, the, the the building demolishing people said, "Oh, blame Google Maps." But really, like they didn't decide to ask the person whose house it was before they knocked it down. So the addresses were similar. So they were going for. I, I've written these addresses down. I don't know which way around they were, but. 7,601 Calypso Drive and 7,601 Cousteau Drive. Right. So kind of looked a little bit similar, but, you know, they're not... They're not the same road. <laughs> sure, so. But and, and so they turned up, and to quote, to quote this uh, article on The Verge, um, the... The absurdity is what is happening in Rowlett, Texas right now, where a woman's duplex was destroyed because a demolitions company failed to confirm it was on the right street, according to Kira News. A company making a mistake of this magnitude should probably accept responsibility. It was supposed to demolish one house and clearly demolished another. There's no disputing this. So starting right there, don't they knock before they demolish a house? <laughs> well, yeah, what happens if that woman was in? They just talk to a man on the phone and go, are you in your house? No. Okay, cool. I'll knock it down. Yeah. We're knocking down the wrong house. There could be anybody in there. Yeah. So, well, so this is all kind of um, hurricane damage, I think. Right. Um, okay. So the house in question, the one that got knocked down, had been damaged by the hurricane, just not damaged to the level that it needs to be demolished. I think she was in the process mm. of applying for it to be um, rebuilt, essentially, repaired and brought back up um so yeah i think the house was in a state where she wasn't in there maybe clearly wasn't in there if it was quite damaged well i think from reading the article i think she turned up later to be like where's my house (laughs) and and the builder's like are you at this address and she's like no no this is not my address (laughs) oh well blame the map yeah that's uh that's quite a subtle burn as well, saying, oh, sorry, your house was in such a bad state of repair. We thought we'd best knock it down. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so they then went on to say that this this was, they, they got their information from Google Maps, which was wrong. 
But then the woman whose house was knocked down says she spoke to the company's president about it. Um, and to quote the Verge article here, but the, but the conversation apparently didn't go the way any reasonable person would have expected it to. I was hoping for an apology from the company's president, Diaz tells CNN. I'm sorry my company did this. We'll make it better. But instead, he's telling me how the insurance is going to handle it and tell me it's going to be a nasty fight. Wow. Yeah, I think that says more about that man than... Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had a... I mean, it, it's popped up. It, I, I managed to find it find it from a quick Google. So you have the publicity there. You could have turned it into a good thing, mm. potentially, by saying, oh, technology, eh? Oh. <laughs> Um, but uh, now he's, he's really he's really gone all in on this, and I don't think that's going to go well for them. No, no, he's not. My favourite bit of that article was the bit where they talked to Google, and Google said, "Oh yeah, we did get the house wrong on Google Street View. We've changed that now. <laughs> we'll change it." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Google Google does have uh, it's got an assumption of risk uh, conditions bit on them where it says when you use Google Maps or Google Earth's map data, traffic directions, blah blah. You may find that actual conditions differ from the map. Uh, so ex- now, exercise your independent judgment. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's going to differ do. now. There's You're no house there. Go around and re-photo <laughs> that whole road now because there's a house missing. Uh, but it's not the first time that maps have failed. There was mm. the whole thing when Apple Maps came out. Um, there was one article I found on CNET. Um, Fairbanks International Airport in Alaska has barricaded access roads after two motorists followed an erroneous Apple Maps route to the airport car park that led them across the taxiway before they crossed onto one of the runways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I know when Apple Maps came out, it said the building next door to us was a wine company. Yeah, something like some that. wine warehouse place. Yeah, yeah. Which, which it might have been once upon a time. They're closer now. There's yeah. a brewery next they're door. Now, they're now <laughs> becoming a brew house, so uh, maybe yeah. it's prophetic. Yeah, maybe they're clairvoyant. Hmm. Yes, uh, maybe they'll be allowing people to drive onto the uh, onto the runways at Fairbanks International Airport one day, but but not now, mm. not now. But uh, this uh, it struck me a bit because I, yeah, I grew up looking at mini-maps mm. in video games. Yep. So pretty much all of my navigation is done via a sat-nav. Yep. I had an incident the other day where I was going to, I was going somewhere, and the USB cable that I charged my TomTom with started playing up so that most it kept disconnecting, and I was running dangerously close to the battery running out. And I thought, what would I do? <laughs> I know you have a physical map in your car, don't you? I do. I, I've yet to look at it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it stays I do have a road atlas. Yeah. I... I used to have a rule um, which was I will never ever go anywhere where I haven't already looked up the map beforehand. Right. So even if I'm going to be using SatNav to get me there, I still want to have looked at like some at least some landmarks on Street View or something like that before I actually set off. Yeah. Um, which I I kind of mostly trust Google Maps nowadays a bit. But yeah, I my very first experience with a sat nav sent me round in loops and then through a bus gate, and it wasn't a good one. So, <laughs> was that the Hillsborough one? No, it wasn't the Hillsborough one. This was quite a long time ago. Because I was on the way back from yours the other day, and I think I nearly went through a bus gate. Yeah, there is there is definitely a bus gate in Hillsborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily um, the lights were red, so I had time to think about it and quickly take a right. But yeah, this is my, um, I think. When I'd only just started driving, 
and virtual Haven pushing me, you know, making me go do things that I've never done before. Outside your comfort zone. <laughs> They'll be a skydiving next day. Go to this client that you've never met or spoken to and you don't know where it is in the car that you've barely driven. Have a sat-nav that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but they knew it didn't work. It was all part of the test. Yeah. yeah. I did get there. I did fix the problem, but I went through a bus gate in the meantime. That's fine. I hope you put it uh, with your expenses. Charge you back to the company. <laughs> I probably should have done. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a, there's an episode of The Office, The American Office. Do either of you? I'm looking no. no. There's an episode where uh, Michael... Uh, playing the Steve Carell character, you know he's, he's a bit he's a bit, a bit behind with the times. He's not into this new technology, and they're all given these company sat navs. And uh, in 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 a bid to prove how rubbish technology is, he's following this route which tells him to go directly into a lake. He says, "Well, I'm all going to trust technology. I'm going to I'm going to take it at its word." And he drives the car into a lake. <laughs> Never had an experience that bad myself. Mm. You but, see it on the news every so often where someone's driven into a canal or something or got stuck in a load of fields because they've just followed their sat-nav. You're like, at the point where river was coming up, do you just go, carry on? You'll say, carry on, let's, let's, let's go. Yeah, which will be, you know, when you have cars that have integrated sat-nav, maybe the car can say, I'm afraid I can't do that. But, <laughs> but not yet. No, the car will still be pushing for it. <laughs> yeah, the, the car can float. The car's got an inflatable chitty bang-bang. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a, um, just an yeah, interesting I mean, one. I'm, a, I'm quite a lazy driver as well, so well, if I don't know the route 100%, even there's e- if there's even a part of it that I think, oh, I'm not sure if it's this turning or this one, I'll put the sat-nav on. So it takes me longer than it probably should take a person to figure out how to get from A to B. Cause... See, I can take one step further because I don't drive, uh, yet I don't know Sheffield all that well. I've only been here like 18 months or something. So I'm walking around just looking at my phone going, where am I going? Oh, yeah, okay, Ooh. cool. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm blaming that for the reason I don't know Sheffield all that well by like street names and stuff because I don't need to. I can just phone, tell me where to go. Excellent. Yeah. Don't have to look out anywhere. Just be like, yep, okay, I'm going this way. Yeah, it's it's great, especially when you're uh, um, like we went to London and we wanted to know where everything was and you follow it around. Oh, it's brilliant for London because it just integrates into all the tube stops and stuff. Mm. You're like, oh, just take me anywhere you want. Except you know, when you accidentally put it on sat nav mode, so you're walking down the road, you're trying to be inconspicuous, and it goes, take the, less, the next left in five. Ah, grasp me up, Google Maps. Everybody turns around and points at you, yeah. tourist. Tourist, <laughs> tourist. People flocking towards me with like little miniature London buses and beefeater bears to sell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, so, and the last thing uh, was uh, that I had here was this new BBC microbit computer that all the 11 year olds are getting. Have you had a chance to have a look at these? Let's see what they are. Only briefly. Yeah, well, I had a little little look. Like, yeah. I, I like the idea behind it because, you know, we're in technology. I've got a bit of a programming background, but is every kid going to want one? No. The, the kids like me who are hanging around the IT department are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, every other kid is going to use it just to, like, they're going to get home, throw it against a wall, and then six months later someone's going to go, what happened to that little computer? And they go, I have no idea. Yeah. So this is this is like part of a BBC initiative mm-hmm. to. I think they want to overhaul the way IT's taught. Yeah. So back in the day, another day. <laughs> back in the day, um, kids used to get taught programming and things like that, mm. and that all got replaced for certainly while we were mm. at school with basically learning how to use Microsoft Office was pretty much what we were taught in yeah. IT. Which, yes. fair enough, is useful in that 
we're probably more likely to want to use Microsoft Office than we are to program. Um, but at the same time, doesn't everybody already know how to use Microsoft Office? Yeah, like if it was data, if you had like a couple of lessons on it, it'd be fine. Like, okay, this is Word. This is how you type in Word. You can do a bit of formatting. Mm. But when you've got to spend an entire term doing nothing but Word, you go, okay, here's some really in-depth features <laughs> that you'll never use again. Like, An entire build a website in yeah. Microsoft front page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I remember that. Pretend that you run a plant shop. Use this Excel <laughs> spreadsheet yeah. to work out how many plants you can sell. Yeah, we our entire GCSE was on garden centres, wasn't it? Oh, man. I've never been to a garden centre since. <laughs> or before, for that matter. I need a garden for stars. But uh, yeah, that. But so it is scary. It's just kind of a scary thought that in a few years you'll have all these kids who are armed with these Arduino little personal computers mm. entering the workforce, massively skilled, knowing how to program and all this. Well, it's, that's just it. Like, if it gets incorporated in lessons, they'll still. I don't know. Will it? Will it be all that practical for them? Like, it'll give them a baseline understanding and might inspire a few of them, which is great. But. Oh yeah, most, disclaimer, it's great. Yeah, it's great. which is really good. But will it inspire most of them? You go, here's this computer, it's got no audio or digital output, but it's got like some LEDs, see what you can do with that. It's it's basically, I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, it's going to be down to the lessons, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they're going to have to inspire people. So... I mean, let's let's have a look at some of the stuff that's on this thing because it's. I was quite it's impressed. Not, it's not a Raspberry Pi. It doesn't have uh, a video output. It's not like it's not a Linux computer that you can plug a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse into and just use as a PC. Um, so it has. It's got a little array of twenty-five LEDs on the front. Yeah. So you can use that as a kind of screen. You can display like scrolling text or flash letters and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, not a full screen. Um, the thing's only four by five centimeters big, so it's quite a small thing. Um, you've got two buttons on the front on the side of the LEDs, so you can use those for. They suggest things like skipping music tracks. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, or you can hook it up to like a DVD playing software and fast forward, re- rewind, something like that. Um, then it's got built into it it's got an accelerometer so you can do motion detection it's oh, got a cool. yeah, digital compass so you can you know point it different ways and it'll know which way it's facing uh, and it's got bluetooth as well which is so it can connect up to other devices over bluetooth and you can also program it over bluetooth so you can program it from your smartphone yeah it's... that's a cool feature to try and get kids involved Mm. It's got the pins on it as well, so you could hook up crocodile clips if you wanted some third-party yep. appliance. So you can put sensors on it, and, and then it can do stuff and make decisions based on the inputs, or it can send out data over these pins to something else, and it'll hook up with Raspberry Pis or Arduinos or mm. all those kind of things if you want to extend it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not so much about... like Because uh, I think they saw the Raspberry Pi, and they like the idea of like a cheap accessible thing but I don't don't know I think with a Raspberry Pi you've got one I've got one Matt do you have a Pi yeah Yeah. what do you use it for Uh, it's hooked into my TV as a media center using Kodi hmm is yours since I got a Synology admittedly mine is gathering a bit of dust 
Um, not even at my house, it's at Jono's. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's jo- Jono's dusty house. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got a... Uh, it's good to know that it's there if I do get hit by a wave of inspiration. Yeah. But occasionally I do Google things to do with the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. I think I think that's the thing. It's just kind of, you know, it's it's there but it's not very focused and there's no like obvious starting point with a project or things like that. You have to actually go out your way to think up things you want to do with it and and so on. So where this is going to you know, succeed or fail is going to be on the lessons. And if you if you can get your IT teachers or whoever ends up teaching these to, you know, inspire kids with, hey, look, you've got an accelerometer. Let's think what we can do with, you know, being able to control stuff based on how you move it. Or, you know, you have two two buttons that you can press. So let's think about how much we can actually make happen based on just two inputs and things like that. So yeah, it's it's going to be down to the lessons. Um, have you seen how much has the BBC put together anything for lesson uh, plans or anything like that? No, I mean the Microbit website lets you upload, download, you know, swap scripts. There's 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 a hub online for you to go and. So if if you were going to do it of your own volition, great. But I think they do need to to give a bit of introduction and say this is what yeah. you could use it for. This is where you need to go. I was trying to see where you can buy them, but there's I, nothing. Yeah, I'm not yet. I don't yet. think. I yeah. think they. I think they'll be available to buy, but not mm-hmm. until they've done their first rollout. So, this is what year seven children in the UK and Northern Ireland. Yeah, eleven year olds. So probably yeah. eleven, twelve year olds. Well, they're giving out a million of them. Not all them kids are going to want one. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the recall. <laughs> they all burst into flame after after like a month. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. My, that's my news news items. So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to get our hands on one. So I'll keep an eye out. Okay. So go on. Let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about April Fools. So um, a few a few things have happened today. Uh, even even a mild controversy from Google with that. A little bit. Should we I mean, start with that one? Yeah. Let's let, let's go from there. So Google. You know those. Uh, uh, always storming ahead with their April Fools. One of the things they've gone for this year is the Google mic drop. Uh, the, the, the thing I like about the Google April Fools is they do actually implement them. Mm. So there was, a th- what was it last year? It was something to do with uh, the camera. There was a lot, wasn't there? Last year they did a Pac-Man type Google Maps type thing where you play Pac-Man. You, oh, you right, use, yeah. the, you use the roads as the lines you could go around on Pac-Man. Uh, that well, was pretty cool. Mm, yeah, also, that was Google Maps. I don't remember what Gmail had. It was something to do with the front camera. Adam, can you remember? No. Nobody yeah. remembers. <laughs> Useless. It was that good. Yeah, and it was something to do with you could send a picture of your face when you sent a text message or something. It was like a selfie. It was something to do with selfies. It was jumping on the selfie bandwagon. So, yeah, this year they've introduced uh, Google Mic Drop, which is a function in Gmail that allows you to, it, it, it gives you two send buttons, essentially. You've got your normal send button, and then there's the Google mic drop send button, which has a little animated which, picture yeah. of a microphone being dropped. Yeah. Uh, which are right next to each other. Yes. Key, right. Key, key point. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
And uh, what that one does is essentially it, it says whatever you want to say. You click uh, mic drop and it archives the conversation. Yeah. So it basically says this conversation is over. So it inserts your little gif of your minion dropping a mic and yeah. then yeah, archives the conversation. Oh. And so whenever anybody replies to that, you don't see it. Yeah. yeah. You can go and find it, but you never get notified and it's not in your normal inbox. Hmm. Um, uh, so a, a little update I read on it earlier said after facing a backlash from users, some of whom accidentally insulted friends, lost jobs and angered colleagues, Google has disabled the feature just hours mm-hmm. after it was launched. If anyone's lost their job because of this, that's ridiculous. I have yeah. seen, I've seen I've, stuff about people who've lost their jobs. It's ridiculous. Google were quick to point out that, that well, they said it was a bug. In their recall statement, they said, due to a bug, we've removed it. Um, well, but they were also quick to say it was only in the personal edition, not the enterprise edition. Right. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, there was um, there's some. I, I assume. I don't know whether they're working freelance or what, but somebody who was writing an article and then accidentally sent the article off with it by clicking the mic drop, and um, yeah, then got a bunch of replies back about changes that needed to be made, but never saw them, so never made them. And lost their job based off that. I mean, um, when, when did this thing go up? When uh, did they? Inspire? Well, for Australia, when Australia started waking up. Okay, um, yeah, so that's still that's a very short time frame. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some. There was also an actual genuine bug in there, uh, in that if you clicked the mic drop button without, say, filling in all the details that you need to send, like if you didn't put in. Um, email addresses that you're going to send to for instance you just click the button um then you it would obviously not send the email because you've not filled in stuff hmm. or you know if you don't type a subject and it gives you the pop-up warning that you've not typed in a subject and you click okay I'll, and then go in fill in your email write your email normally click the normal send as button still inserts the mic drop stuff <laughs> so if you click it once but then don't actually send it then it it doesn't care. It still does it on that email. Oh, so there was a genuine bug okay. in there as well. <laughs> How much did did uh, I don't know? So who makes the Minions films? Yeah, I don't DreamWorks. Know. DreamWorks. How is it, it, no, uh, hang on, Illumination. Right. I mean, if they is it is it bad that I'm more put off because there was a Minion involved than any of this other stuff? Yeah, People are losing their jobs, happens. and I'm just annoyed that there's a Minion. No, people are losing their jobs because there was a minion in oh, it. Probably. Somebody saw a picture of a minion when that person's out fired. We're not having this anymore. We should do another, a separate podcast about how much we hate minions. Um, minion signs of the week and how much we hate them. Do we have enough time for that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do. We're struggling as it is. Oh, yeah. And just one last thing before we finish on this t- story. Talking about um, t- technology ruining everybody's day. Last year, we had another one of those incidents with iPhones where there was an upgrade to iOS 9.1 and it broke everybody's alarms. Remember that? There's been a few of them in the past where, due to a bug, people's alarms don't go off. So then you have masses of people who oversleep and turn up to work late. And it's happened a few times. It's weird, isn't it, how, like, one change... Like how many people were actually involved in writing that change, like programming that, and yet the fallout of number of people and the number of companies that are affected by stuff like that. Oh yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe when we're talking about redundancies as a result of this mm. prank, maybe one of them was the guy that instigated it. Ooh. Oh, 
look what you've done. Yeah, it's all fun and games <laughs> until people lose their job. Yeah, minion or not. Minion. Right, I'll put it to the floor then. Anyone else got a favourite April Fools? Um, well, the the only other one I've seen today that I quite liked was it was Google again, uh, but it was their YouTube one, and it was Snoopervision. Mm. Which, oh, uh, I was I was pretty impressed with uh, Snoopervision. So Tony, like, there's a beta for it, um, but you can there's a certain amount of videos you can just watch them on YouTube as normal, or you can click the little icon of Snoop Dogg's head in the bottom corner, press play, and then you can watch it in like it turns into a 360 video. So you've got like a cinema screen of the video you want to watch. Yeah. Turn the camera, you're watching with Snoop Dogg. Really? He's That's there sad. commenting, he's just having a great... If you really wanted, you don't have to watch a video at all, you can just watch Snoop Dogg. I think, can you see in Snoop Dogg's glasses the video reflected? How, how deep have they gone on it? It's, well, he's, he's commenting on yeah, the video. Yeah. So, is he actually? So yeah. I think it is... What sort of videos is this attached it's, to? Um, it's like a very specific list of videos. Really? Uh, what, yeah. 12, yeah. 10, 15, something. Stuff like that gets trending, really. Just like, oh, there's a big water balloon. Oh, there's a panda. The gorilla, like just very generic sort of videos. Okay. Um, a little bit just one because I wanted it to be like procedurally. I wanted Snoop Dogg to say generic stuff <laughs> to any video. Just yeah. have him spout off the Google auto captions, you know, when he tries to caption. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Um, that would be great. I imagine people's phones would melt when they try to compute a, an actual video playing at any angle you want to watch it at, though. Yeah. Um, and then it reflecting off Snoop Dogg's glasses as well. That's It's just... Uh, I, I got a three, 360 advert on Facebook the other day, on the mobile. Mm. The mobile. Have you seen... It's a Star Wars one. I haven't it, seen the Star Wars one. It was somewhere, something Star Wars related. I think there was a Star Wars character in who was dancing or something like that. And it was... You know, without me prompting, without me clicking anything, it's just oh, there's the oh look when I move my phone. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a three sixty one of I think it was a drone flying over a stadium or something. I can't remember what it was yeah. for. For the longest time, I just thought this is a really boring video. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't get this. What is this advert? And then at some point, I moved my phone. And it's like, oh, oh, it's three it's three sixty. Oh. Right, oh. didn't say anywhere on the advert that. No. I think the uh, the best one I've seen it was uh, well it's probably an advert well it was an advert for uh, it was an advert for a BBC thing uh, it had Danny Attenborough and they'd found this big old dinosaur but they'd generated the dinosaur and you could see Dave Attenborough here and the dinosaur was walking along and it was like walking with dinosaurs on your phone it was the best thing I've ever seen oh. like you move your phone you go oh my god it's a real life dinosaur it's huge <laughs> like put some scale on a dinosaur you're like oh yeah yeah pretty yeah that's amazing that's one thing that VR's very good at is scale yeah. Uh, another Google thing was Google Cardboard Plastic. Yes. Which was essentially just someone <laughs> strapping a piece of Perspex to their face and it's like, oh, everything's so real. Oh, look at the definition. Look how 3D it is. 2020 <laughs> resolution. 2020 <laughs> resolution. It's, just kind of, it's kind of an old joke, uh, that, but uh, I'll let it slide. Yeah. Another one that I saw was uh, Duolingo, who are the, uh, it's, uh, the language app, uh, which my wife uses a lot. You, you sit down, you do some some quick lessons and it says like say this say this in Spanish and it and it does a voice recognition thing and then okay how would you write this in Spanish and it just does a few lessons a day really simple but it's quite good and uh, they've come up with the the Duolingo pillow which is 
you, you at night you lie on it, you, you choose a language, you set it going, and it pumps, pumps into <laughs> your head. And then you wake up the next morning and you've learned that language. It reminded me of do you remember that Dexter's Lab episode? <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> yeah, when it gets stuck moving, omelette du fromage. Yeah, a lot like that. Or a lot like these speaker pillows, of which I have two at home. I really like them. The ones where you hook them up to your phone and they'll just play music through the night. Right. But it's funny because on the on the website it, it says you can buy different pillows that will teach you different uh, different languages. And it's like uh, the one that teaches you Spanish, $99. One that teaches you French, $99. Italian, $99. And then at the end, one that teaches you Japanese, available in 2039. <laughs> <laughs> Played on how difficult it is. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a good one. So that's one of the ones where I saw it and at the same time I thought oh that would be good <laughs> yeah. be really the ones good. that are disappointing when you find out it's not real yeah you'll both appreciate this one have you seen the humble the humble bundle one no it's uh, really good uh, it's, uh, I saw a notification earlier for fonts yeah yeah. That, <laughs> yeah I just ignored that I went I don't want fonts yeah <laughs> so, so humble bundle it's been around for a while it's where they collect games together in a bundle for quite a low price and then all the proceeds or it's, you choose pay, whether it's pay goes. what you want, isn't mm. it? Yeah. So you can, and then there's sort of like a, you can pay anything and get tier one of the of the bundle, mm. sort yeah. of the the low level games. If you beat the average that everybody else has paid, then you get you know tier one and two. And then if you pay over a certain amount, you get all of the games in the bundle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they've they've branched out before, so they've had games, they've had comic books, yeah. audio books, and this one that they've got on today is the Humble Indie Font Bundle. Again, it works because it's real. Yeah, uh, it's, to the point where I didn't know it was uh, an April Fool's until just now. Yeah. I feel slightly silly. If it is an April Fool's, they could be very good fonts. I've got a selection <laughs> of them here for you. So one of them is called Half Vetica. And it's basically the halves of letters. <laughs> so half a C, half an R. Um, there's sans sans, which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All the letters for nothing. Uh, times old Roman, which is letters within sort of a Corinthian pillar design. So every letter's in its own little pillar. <laughs> Um, and then they've got the, yeah, they usually have a beat the average don't they you can have yeah. this one special thing if you beat the average and their beat the average is Cosmic Sans and it's <laughs> Comic Sans but it's got stars all over the place <laughs> I, might, I might go and get it actually I might go download it this is a charity yeah, thing I assume, so. yeah, I yeah, assume I, all I, of that they'll just go yeah. you've got some funds you've got what you paid for but it's all going to charity yeah and no. I I, um, I didn't check actually to see how much money how many people have bought the bundle today but I, I bet there's quite a lot mm. yeah and uh, the last one I'll also mention is did you see Sony was it? no it wouldn't be Sony what was it Luke somebody no Netflix put out this Star Wars Fury of Maul season 1 trailer no like a proper it's quite low it's kind of low budget you look at it and you think okay well this right. this is a low you know this is a Netflix quality material but it's for a a Star Wars TV series called Fury of Maul <laughs> <laughs> got Darth Maul in it and it says it starts streaming like May 7th it's really good actually what? wow I see a lot of you know rabid Star Wars fans being yeah. really disappointed in that. that's you know again warms my heart 
<laughs> okay, right. I think uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. If that's all right with you guys, unless you've got any uh, any other April Fools you want to bring to the table. Mm, not really. Like I was having to think what I remember from previous years, and the only, the one that kept coming back was when I, for some reason I can only remember Google Map once. I must spend my entire life waiting for a Google Maps bit. Yeah. Um, but one year they chant they convert the entire thing into eight bit. That was pretty good. Oh, it was yes. like yeah. Legend of Zelda, but the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> could you play it? Could you like? You could. Around? Yeah. Well, you could. Um, there was a little button to start. There was a little button at the top right that said Quest. I'm like, okay, and then just convert everything. You could zoom right in. And like, couldn't really do much more than that, but it was pretty cool. I think there was like an eight bit filter on Street View as well. Right. So yeah, you just. <sighs> very very few colours on, on all the pictures <laughs> I can see vividly in my head an article on BuzzFeed or something that was like this man traversed the whole of the US in 8-bit Google Maps and it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah my favourite is the Pac-Man one that we mentioned earlier yeah truly good what you can do with those maps I'm waiting for a sort of like a driving game you know a first person driving through Google Maps kind of thing yeah. we're going on a holiday to Florida uh, next year um, I need to get those days booked off actually when I think about it. <laughs> but yeah we were, we were doing the, the, the Google Maps thing just to see where it was and how close it was to everything talking about 360 there's a website and it's something like 360 Villas where you can go on when you're booking a villa and it'll show you a 360 panoramic inside so it took me about half an hour yesterday on my mum's laptop to get Java up to date so we could have a look at this poxy <laughs> little 360 virtual tour thing and when we loaded it up, it must have been 10 years old or something because there's a little CRT TV in the corner. Like, uh, all the furniture was out of date. At least I hope it was. <laughs> we end up going there and that's what it's like. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know the... how, how recent a 3D... Not necessarily 3D, but I mean... No, not 3D, sorry, 360. Oh. They were in Microsoft in Carter 95. No, okay, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Right, I take it back. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's older technology than you know. Uh, and of course, all that stuff's very in the in the media consciousness because Oculus Rift was just released a couple of days ago, and so you're going to be hearing a lot about that. We might do a special on that. Maybe we'll get hold of one. Who knows? <laughs> What's our budget? I'm sure. Well, if we, I tell you what, if we spend the budget that we were going to spend on better sound gear on an Oculus Rift instead, <laughs> I think Neil will go for that. I don't know what our budget for sound gear was, but I also pretty sure we don't have a PC powerful enough to run Oculus Rift. That's true. I've got yeah. some servers, it's fine. Yeah, there's <laughs> budget for a PC as well. I'll bring mine in. We don't need a domain, we've got an Oculus Rift, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, right, let's leave it there. So thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us about anything we've been talking about, you can find us on Twitter at Unraveling Tech. You can also get in touch with us by email, podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk. Visit our blog. got some good little articles on there, uh, which is unraveling.technology. And as ever, if you haven't yet, and if you haven't yet, what kind of listener are you? Uh, go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review, a glowing one, please, if it's not too much trouble. <laughs> it's a little, a little bit aggressive. Uh, <laughs> I just made Adam's job ten times harder. Uh, but yes, yes, if you could do that, um, we'd very much appreciate that. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and goodbye. And we'll see you on the next week's edition of the Unraveling Technology Podcast. Goodbye. 
Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Fade out music. <laughs> <laughs>